Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Carol. Hi, Holly. I'm excited tonight. I am too. You know why? Yeah, because we're going to be talking about <laughs> scary things. Very scary, dark, shadowy things. Shadow people. That lurk in the corners of your mind. And hide under your bed and tug at your toes when that's, you've got your, hand, your that's foot right. sticking out. So if you haven't already guessed, we're going to do our episode on shadow people. Shadow people. That's right. And there are several categories of shadow people, but for my part, I'm going to concentrate on the legendary hat man. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. He's described as a thin figure about six to eight feet tall with a long coat, wide brimmed hat, or in some cases, a derby or fedora hat. It's interesting that the hat changes. It's featureless because it resembles an outline of a dark black shadow or silhouette. And the hat man visitations are especially unsettling because the shape seen is darker than the darkest of nights. So some report him as being able to walk through walls, and the shadow seems to have some depth to it versus other shadow figures. Most stories tell of seeing the shadow figure standing still staring without saying a word and quickly leaving. Some have seen him in a sleep paralysis experience, mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, Alicia had talked about on well, our right. uh, former episode. We had... Um, uh, Murder in the Rain, Alicia host, um, come and tell about her personal experience. And it was very scary. Right. It's amazing to me, though, when I did this research, the large amount of people who have had encounters with this hat man. Wow. There are thousands really? upon thousands of stories worldwide. Hmm. And these momentary sightings are witnessed mostly in your peripheral vision. Mm -hmm. Once the hat man notices the person noticing, he quickly leaves or vanishes. And typically shadow people do not want their presence known and will hide in the corners of a dark room or quickly behind an object. Cowards. Yeah. So the hat man seems to be predominantly making his visitations in bedrooms and basements. But when people encounter kind of him, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but when encountered outside, the hat man will often follow at a distance behind the person or just out of sight. Hmm. And the crazy part about this is that nobody knows why the hat man exists. Some mediums claim the hat man is the controller or leader of all the shadow entities. Hmm. He's there to observe something while the person sleeps. He's but the, he's the Papa Smurf. Yeah, but is but is he a protector of sorts or something sinister? Hmm. And what's strange to me is that this hat man, like you said, he has different hats and people are seeing him all over the world. He can't be like Santa Claus where he's in every place and every house all the time. Hmm. So to me, there's more than just one hat man. Okay. Um, but that's the, you know, the look that they present. Do you remember the movie with Matt Damon, The Adjustment Bureau? I don't think I ever saw that. That movie reminds me a bit of the behavior of the hat man um, or like the men in black. The movie portrays this obscure team 
of men with black hats and they've got like the long trench coats and they intervene secretly in the background to force certain humans, and in this case, Matt Damon, from veering too far off the path of his destiny, which can affect a larger portion of humanity. So I can see how the men in black and the shadow people correlate because you'll hear the term watchers to also describe shadow people because for the most part, all they do is watch. Mm -hmm. It is as if they've been given the do not engage orders from their master because the energy that people feel from them is that these entities are here to observe humanity. Mm. Now, some people have thought the hat man can hear their thoughts. Mm -hmm. And if you wish for something, the hat man will fulfill it without delay. A few examples say they didn't feel threatened by the entity and instead got a sense of like a guarding or a protective presence. For most witnesses, the hat man will not respond to questions or stick around once he's been noticed. The hat man and shadow people in general try to camouflage themselves by standing in the darkest part of the room. And people say that once you see the hat man, you will start seeing shadow people more frequently. It's like, Hmm. Once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. Hmm. You're, wow. you're then your perception always picks them up. Right. And there are stories where people say the hat man has visited them for their entire life. Mm -hmm. Some theorize that they have this dark agenda and are like a low frequency type entity, which is why many wake up from nightmares and see him. Mm -hmm. The first time I had ever heard of these shadow entities was from a really close friend of mine who encountered the hat man when she was really young, about mm. 10 or 11. Yeah. She told me the story that she recalls seeing the dark outline of a figure standing in the doorway to her bedroom. And she said a room was very dark. She um, had a room in the basement of their home. Mm -hmm. And one particular night, something woke her up and she thought it was just her dad returning home from working late. He sometimes would check in on her when he got back and she would sense him opening the door a bit to peek in on her. Well, this one particular evening, she turned over and peered at the doorway and the figure she saw was a black outline of a man in a long coat wearing a wide brimmed hat. She was too groggy to register that this stranger was not her dad. Uh -huh. And she remembered feeling extremely cold. And shortly after she had that thought, she felt a blanket put back up around her that had fallen off the bed earlier that night. She feels the hat man was a guardian of sorts taking the place of her dad that night who just happened not to check in on her. Hmm. But, of course, many of the scary stories I've read are encounters with the hat man being more sinister. And many say it points to an omen of bad things to come. Some witnesses think he puts you into a sleep paralysis to feed off your energy when you're having nightmares. Mm -hmm. And one theory is that it is connected maybe with aliens because the report mm -hmm. started coming around in the 1930s and 40s and that... You know, the way he's dressed resembles how men used to dress back then yeah, in those times. Right, right. With the fedora hat and mm -hmm. the trench coat. Sure. So it's kind of like men in black theory, except, you know, they're they're trying to disguise themselves as humans. Perhaps they are trying to study the human race. Mm -hmm. An online post by TikTok user Lily Rome 3 said as a child she would see the hat man often. And one time she told her grandma that she wanted to sleep with her because the hat man was going to take her. 
So she kind of knew he was going to kidnap her. That's ominous. Yeah, another story from Marie posted on moliopedia.com talks about her positive experience with the hat man. Hmm. She used to see him in her dreams, and he would tap his hat to the side and offer his hand as if wanting her to dance with him. Yeah, They would float from room to room, and she said it made her so happy. But then he would go through a wall, and she couldn't. So she would laugh because she would not follow him, and then she would wake up finding herself on the ground by the wall. Wow. This dream repeated many times, Hmm. and she said she had it a lot when she was younger. She doesn't understand if he's so evil why they got along so well. (laughs) But but then... Is she evil? (laughs) Yeah. But this is the interesting part. She said the irony is that throughout her life, she's had very close encounters with death. And yet oh, still really? survives. So she thinks that that's him protecting her from death. Is that what? No, she kind of thought it was him making fun of her, like knowing she dances with death and he's literally joking around with her. He's not really a good guy, but. Oh, so she thinks that he's not protecting her. He's just kind of making fun of her. Kind of making fun of her. Yeah. But she hmm. had a good time with him when she was younger. So <laughs> okay. she just doesn't know. And there also seems to be many stories saying the hat man shows up when there's drama or someone's going through traumatic events Mm, in their life. That's right. So, okay, so here's my thought. Okay, what's your thought? What if the hat man shows up when there's, like, intense fear or nightmares when we're sleeping and we're vulnerable to those darker entities, right? Mm -hmm. And the dark entities come around to feed off of us, or at least, you know, that's like the vampire-type parasitic Uh, entities that people have experienced yeah and the hat man observes this and he makes sure that they stop before they take us away or kill us right so he's not really a good guy but he's like the hall monitor type guy right so you think he is the patriarch of the shadow empire shadow people empire and then he decides who gets fucked with and who doesn't where he just is like, you know, you guys have had your fun, time to go. Like, he's kind of watches to make sure. Or my other thought is, what if the hat man studies how fear and night terror affects humans? And he's just here to report. Back. Because, yeah, because maybe this is a phenomenon they want to understand. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Kind of like Monsters, Inc., where they're trying to figure out how to scare better. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't they um, Don't they feed off yeah. of the fear of the children, and that's what keeps their monster world going? Isn't that yeah, what yeah. the fear was? <laughs> yeah. So, and they're also trying to learn, too, right? Yeah. I think. Um, huh. But there's also this really interesting legend in California. I don't know if you've heard of it of Mm. shadow people, which are said to be from the Santa Lucia mountain range. (laughs) No, I didn't know they actually had a mountain range. They own a mountain range. Are they related to the Lumineers of Mount Shasta? They might, they all might be like, (laughs) this is my mountain. The Lumineers are the direct opposite of shadow people because they're all bright and illuminated, right? Tall and blonde and... Are they the Lumineers? I thought their names were the Lumerians. Lumerians, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, Lumerians. <laughs> I was like, the Lumineers, how pretty. <laughs> the Lumerians. I knew, I knew it had some kind of illumination Illuminatians. thing to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Lumerians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These entities have been seen as far back as the 1700s when Spanish settlers would describe seeing the black shadow outlines of tall figures in wide-brimmed hats but in some cases, walking sticks. 
Because you know that's handy out in the mountains. <laughs> so they added like the walking sticks. Okay, okay. Um, and they called them Los Vigilantes Oscars, hmm. which is translated as the Dark Watchers. Hmm. They can be seen at twilight staring off with their heads tilted to the sky. And John Steinbeck in 1939, wrote about the Dark Watchers in his short story, Flight. Did he write about how the Depression affected them? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, don't don't make me have... There's I remember Oklahoma. that book. That was a horrible, there horrible book. eating grapes. No, I could not get through that book. I'm, ha I'm having uh, stress right yeah. now remembering that awful book. Are we talking the about grapes the grapes of, of wrath, wrath? Or of mice and men? Didn't he write that too? Oh, yeah. Mice and men were pretty good, but grapes of wrath, no. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, very, I could not very handle depressing. that. Yeah. Um, in the, okay, so back to John, John Steinbeck. John Steinbeck, in his short story, Flight, describes the story where a teenage boy kills a man and tries to flee into the Santa Lucia Mountains. His mother, as she's saying goodbye to him, tells him to say his prayers and take good care of his horse and, quote, When thou comest to the high mountains, if thou seest any of the dark watching men, go not near to them nor try to speak to them. Steinbeck grew up hearing legends of the dark watchers from his mother. She would sometimes bring fruit or nuts as a gift in the Mule Deer Canyon when she would walk to school. On her way back, the gift would be replaced with flowers. Oh, See, so they're nice. Thanks, it, Mom. <laughs> that was actually Bigfoot, not the Watchers oh, doing right. that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But she seemed to think it was from the Dark Watchers. And it was a family obsession for them. They believed that if you wanted to see the Dark Watchers, the best way is to leave a gift for them. Like nuts or, you know, fruit that or something like That sounds like a Halloween, the Halloween tradition. It like kind of does. Halloween night, you have to leave something out so that the, the ghosts right. don't come after you. Yeah, you, food. Everybody loves food. Yeah. The poet Robinson Jeffers said of the Dark Watchers, quote, forms that look human but certainly are not human. These shadowy figures gather together motionless on top of the mountain range and are described as giant human-like shadow figures and they're taller than the hat man, estimating a height of 10 feet, which vanished quickly after being spotted. Hmm. There was a story I read on darkwatching.com who said that a witness from Ojai, California, said he was out hiking and started feeling that he was being watched. I hate that. That, that, feeling that feeling of like somebody's watching you. Mm -hmm. When he looked up at the top of the mountain, he saw a large black figure and realized he was probably just seeing things. Decided to wave at the object, not thinking it was really a person. Hi. Surprisingly, it waved back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he, he fumbled for his keys and he ran yeah. to his car. <laughs> so testing it, yeah, testing it further because it was probably a tree branch moving in the air. He puffed out a bit of smoke into the air from his cigarette. But still staring at the object, the figure also sent out a plume of smoke. Oh, my God. He then started to see the object floating, and he said floating straight up vertically. And that, Polly, is when he grabbed his keys and ran to his car. Maybe it was Mothman. It could have been, but he, <laughs> he was, like, so freaked out at that point. Oh, I bet. You know what, Holly? What, Carol? Hikers are still seeing them. Oh, really? And sometimes they try and take pictures on their cameras. No way. But, you know, 
there's no way to do it because they're so far away. They're it's all to, blurry. They're hard to capture on yeah. photos or film. No yeah. one's seen one of these at a close distance. Mm -hmm. So many think it's just a strange optical illusion and nothing more that people are seeing. Boring. Exactly. But visitors to this day report the feeling of a presence being watched from the mountain ridge. So hmm. something is out there. Oh, creepy. We should go there. Yeah, we should. And On Halloween night. Yeah. Night. I mean, I guess it could be an illusion because it could be like the hiker's own shadows being elongated. And that kind of explains why they're seen at twilight when the sun is setting. But does that explain this, the puff of smoke and no. shoes strip into the sky? No. I don't think so. No. And there's other <laughs> there's other stories, too, that, yeah. you know, talk about weird things that they, they see them dart behind, you know, trees and stuff like that. And there's also reports that they're seen at dawn. Hmm. So, and when they notice them, they vanish immediately. Those in the area who don't see them have also reported that they just feel that they're being followed mm -hmm. while they're hiking. Mm -hmm. Legends advise that you do not look at them or try to engage in them with any conversation. Hmm. If you do, you will mysteriously vanish. Yeah, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, you can't talk to them, huh? You can't engage or talk to them. Huh. And well, I'll leave you with one last thought. Okay. Who watches The Watchers? The Watchmen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So you've researched some of these dark shadow people. Yeah. What do you think? So the reason I thought it would be cool to do this on the podcast is because I first learned about the shadow people on my favorite paranormal TV show, which is... No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Say it, Carol. Say it. Oh, my God. No. The, the Dead Files. The Dead Files. Thank you. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. The Dead Files is true. And she did an episode on it? They've been in many episodes. But oh, the wow. one I'm going to talk about was the first time I believe I heard about shadow people. It was one of the first times I've heard about them, I believe. So you've never had an experience with a shadow person? Not that I'm consciously aware of. Yeah, me either. I don't think I have. No, I think the first time I really found out more about them was from season one of The Dead Files. There was an episode called Terror in the Shadows. And psychic Amy Allen and retired homicide detective Steve DeShavi went to Northern California to investigate a home. Oh, okay. Yes, the kids there were like, man... This house has been haunted since we were little. They're adults and they had moved out, but their dad had passed away. Their mom still lived there and they were worried about her. And they're like, there's that house is fucked up. We don't know what's going on with that house. And they had all sorts of crazy stories from when they were kids about weird shit that happened to them there. Mm -hmm. So um, those of you who are not familiar with the dead files, um, Amy goes and does what she calls her walk. She walks through the property at night and her, I guess now ex-husband brings a video camera and records her as she goes as, lot of, as well as the camera crew from the show. So they're, mm -hmm. they're all being recorded. She walks around and she tells him what she sees and what she's picking up on about the place. During the daylight hours, Steve Deshavi, the her partner, goes and interviews the people that own the house. Um, he does history research on the property. And at the end of the show, they come back together and 
they present their findings to the property owners and tell then Amy will tell them what they need to do right. if they're going to stay at the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's kind of how the dead files works. And it's pretty interesting, especially the things that Amy comes up with is just the stuff she sees is kind of weird sometimes. Mm-hmm. Really crazy, creepy shit. So in her line of work, she typically, not typically, every once in a while, she'll run into a shadow person on a property. And... It's very rare, but sometimes she'll see one in a property and be like, oh, this this property is being haunted by a shadow person. But this particular house in Northern California in this episode that I'm going to talk about, um, she was horrified to find this house was infested with five shadow people. That is an infestation. Five shadow people. That's a lot. One is too many, in my opinion. She counted one, two, three, four, five five wow. shadow people so yeah so she was like whoa and and to her sh- shadow people are bad because when she was a kid mm-hmm. she had an experience where um a shadow person befriended her and she was like four and the shadow person said i'm your friend um and you can come with me and we can play together all you have to do is bite your electrical cord oh wow and she did and got a horrible shock and she said it almost killed her. And that's when she knew that shadow people are bad. So she does not like shadow, shadow people, people at, at all. Right. So when she's in this house and she counts five shadow people, she got very upset. And at one point, she even just walked out of the house. She's like, this place isn't too intense. Anyway, Steve, for his part of the investigation, um, he, like I said, he found out the mom still lives in the house. Now, she was very much a woman who was just like, yeah. I've seen shit around here. Whatever. My kids are bothered by it, but what? it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. And her kids, meanwhile, were like, yeah, we had some crazy stuff happen. We saw the shadow people. They didn't know that they were. I don't know if they knew they were shadow people per se, but they saw shadowy things in the house. Mm-hmm. And the son in particular said he used to sleepwalk and speak in tongues. Whoa. Yeah. And um, so it was really kind of weird. And he would see them standing next to his bed at night. And one of them was wearing a top hat. Oh, so that's the hat man. That's the hat man. Uh Uh-huh. So and it's interesting that everyone has the same description. Like Mm -hmm. they'll see the way that they describe them as black silhouettes. Some of them have red glowing eyes. Yeah, I've I've seen that in Mm -hmm. some of the stories where they they said, you know, some of them do have the red eyes. And then the hat man, he always shows up. And I saw one video where it said the hat man will sometimes be wearing a three-piece suit checking a pocket watch. Oh, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, it's kind of weird, huh? So anyway, hat man is a very common theme with shadow people. So he says he saw one of them was wearing a hat. Yeah, and both mom and daughter, there was more than one daughter, but there was only one daughter interviewed. And they said, oh, yeah, we see stuff all the time. Amy believes that shadow people are attracted to negativity. Like you were saying earlier, if there's a high stress situation going on in someone's life, they tend Mm -hmm. to show up during those times. They do like to prey on the weak and the vulnerable. So they tend to target children, Ah. the elderly and the sick. And they're also attracted to people with psychic ability. And a lot of people in this specific family had those abilities. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that they come around uh, right. during people doing, uh, what is it called, uh, meditation. Oh, interesting. Which yeah. a lot of um, psychics do meditation to yes. get their to open downloads. up, yeah, and open up into getting the information. Mm-hmm. And considering how psychic Amy Allen is, I'm sure as a kid, 
Um, mm-hmm. She attracted a shadow person to her because of her gifts. So right. she also, Amy also said that nobody knows where shadow people actually come from and therefore they don't know how to get rid of them. And so she said that the son in this family, his sleepwalking and speaking in tons was how the shadow people were interacting with him. So she believed that was a shadow person possession situation. Yeah, that sounds like it. And she also said that the shadow people in this house traveled through the closets, which I think is super creepy. (laughs) I've heard that too. They use the closets as a portal. And it's not just shadow people. I think a lot of entities do that, like ghosts and other things. I think closets are weird. Well, because then they can just grab an outfit. <laughs> and they can throw and on whichever they'll be like, hat. you know what? Yeah. I like this type I of I really home. like this scarf she's I'm going to dress in this pretty dress. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. There is something creepy about a closet, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there. I just never liked closets myself. And that's See, probably why. I was really attracted to closets as a kid. That explains everything. I hung out in my closet a lot. <laughs> Even more expensive. I made it. Yep. I made it into mm-hmm. like a little play area for uh-huh. myself. Uh-huh. And then my parents were like, she's spending way too much time in the closet. So then they got they me. Said, Carol, come out of the closet. No. We they... all know Carol. <laughs> and then they got me this playhouse out back in the backyard. And then that's when I retired the closet playhouse. Because I had a real one in the backyard. You didn't go out there in the wintertime though. I did. You did? Yeah. In, in the Colorado snow? I had sleeping bags out there. I was tough. Wow. And uh, don't forget, I had, you know, an easy bake oven out there, too. <laughs> <laughs> so you set your treehouse on fire is what no, you're No, I didn't set it on fire. <laughs> uh, but it was it was pretty nice. I'll have to show you a picture. It was, it was a good-sized playhouse. Wow. You know, some people's apartments are smaller than my playhouse. <laughs> I had a playhouse. Um it was a, like a tiny house, like a really tiny house. Like but a little tiny home. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it was actually, yeah. te- te- actually, technically, it was my siblings' playhouse that I inherited once I came along and they were too old to play in it. But it was epic and it's still there. Um, it's still in the backyard cool. of the house I grew up in. Um, did it have a front porch? Mine had a front porch. No. Oh, you had a porch on your place? I did. Yeah. Son of a bitch. That's I know. Wow. Okay. Well, you win. And then when I got older, I turned it into a like a fort. I had a gang on the street. We were the hot gang. And then we did like neighborhood fights with the tiger gang street <laughs> over. You were a gang hustler? Yeah, I did. Kid? I was the treasurer. Of course, did, I controlled the money. Did you guys have dance-offs with the tiger gang? No, what we did had this friend up on the street and she um, actually had a live hawk. Her dad like did something with wildlife and kept it in a cage in the garage. And she was great at knitting. And she, (laughs) (laughs) this story is is really going off rails, but she was really good at at knitting and she knitted these hawk little pom-pom balls and we stuck them with thumbtacks on the end of broom handles and sharpened the broom handles into spears. And then we'd, we'd go through the streets and go, we are the hot gang. Killing is our game. And then, <laughs> we, and then we'd throw, the, we'd throw our spears over the fence as in like a mock attack. And you'd kill people? And then we'd tr- the whole thing was to scare them away with our spears so then we could sneak to their clubhouse and steal the treasury box. The whole goal... <laughs> that is always about money. The whole goal was to steal one another's treasury boxes. And then at the end of summer, 
we'd always get the treasury box goods together and all the money that we had. Then we'd put on a full carnival for the neighborhood. <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh my I was God. kind of very entrepreneurial as like a kid, <laughs> and we'd sell tickets and raise more money so then we could start the next year off a full with... carnival. So you stole yeah. five hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> like. No. Out no, of these we, treasury boxes? We had treasury boxes so we could get, like, little things, uh, prizes for, you know, winning things. We had fantastic things. Of course, I was the fortune teller. Yeah, of of course, course you were. I was. Of course. And we always did a haunted house attraction. <laughs> and then we had we had um, a slide go into a pit that we filled with water and mud. And people could just slide. That was an attraction. How, how old were you during this? 40, I don't 42? Even, I don't <laughs> <laughs> want to say i i had a crazy childhood it was so much fun oh my gosh that um, sounds very but impressive. yeah okay enough about nostalgia did you see did you see any shadow people while you were throwing <laughs> this big carnival just out of curiosity i don't think so <laughs> i mean i saw the grim reaper that one time but other yeah. than that i don't know if he if, i don't know if he falls into the shadow people category but no while i was giving fortunes no there was no shadow people oh, around okay good well thank yeah. you for that little sidetrack that um, was quite a sidetrack <laughs> <laughs> that was us <laughs> that was us getting on an amtrak speed train <laughs> <laughs> going through a tunnel going of which a there tunnel. are no shadow people of no sh <laughs> okay um okay going back yes. to where, wherever we were Let's yes see. go back go back i'm so glad we're we're gonna have a so longer episode we now. were we are now um so yeah i said that the shadow people travel through the closets which they again, do is super creepy okay it is so creepy. So Amy said shadow people she believes are actually quite dangerous and even told the two adult kids at the end of the episode that she believes that the shadow people in their home had killed an older male by sucking his soul out of his body <gasps> while he slept. This would create heart and breathing problems for the victim, eventually leading to death. She believes the man she saw being killed by the shadow people was their father, who had indeed died of a heart condition. Okay, so that where was the hat man when this happened? The only person who said they saw the hat man was the boy, and it was in his bedroom when he was a boy. Yeah, and so she's convinced all these five... Shadow people were just feeding and yes. feeding and feeding. She does oh. not like them. She thinks they're very, very bad. Ultimately, the adult kids, they didn't do at the end of the show, they didn't sit down with the mom and the kids. They just sat down with the two adult kids. And she said, basically, they told them what they found. Mm -hmm. And Amy said she was just hoping that they will get the hell out of the house altogether because she thinks it's just too dangerous for them to be there. She thinks it's super dangerous for them to be there. And she didn't have any suggestions for fighting it? This was one of their earlier episodes, so I don't think... She gave them... Um, well, it was interesting because she said the mother... She didn't have a chaos magician to help? She didn't, no. Uh, she did recommend that mom go to therapy because she said there was also a poltergeist on the property that she believed was oh, coming from word. mom because mom had a bunch of emotionally unprocessed trauma. Uh, she had a difficult childhood, and so she had all this unprocessed trauma from that, and that she believed that it was actually mom was creating an additional poltergeist on the property. So she gave them the recommendation that mom needs to get counseling. Um, but it didn't really say whether or not the kids were going to do 
anything. And, and she didn't really go into getting rid of the shadow people. In fact, she said, we don't know where they come from, so we don't really know how to get rid of them. So wow. she said after, after, like on a side bar, she said, I just hope they leave the house because it's way too dangerous for them to be there. Yeah. So I don't know if they ended up doing that or not. That's really interesting because she's she has seen so much as far as the spirit world mm-hmm. that she is very, very scared of these shadow people. And so many people think they're neutral. Yeah. That was interesting that you said that. And so from what my research came up about shadow people, yes, it's very true what you said. They've been in all sorts of cultures, mm-hmm. religions, regions all around the world. Some say they might even be connected to the jinn from the Islamic culture, which is actually like a genie. Right. Okay. Um, But it really became popular in the United States when the late and great Art Bell discussed them on his radio show, Coast to Coast AM, with a Native American elder named, get this, this is a great name, Thunder Strikes. I love it. Or as better wise known as Harley Swift Deer Reagan. Oh, I guess he has a couple names. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But they actually said during that episode, shadow people were neutral. Mm-hmm. And actually, Art had encouraged people to send him stories and drawings about what their encounters had been with shadow people. And he received hundreds of responses. Yeah, it's crazy how many people have experienced Lots it. of them. Lots of people have. And so it seemed to be that was about the time, 2001, when shadow people really became a thing in the conscious of many Americans. Like, people started to really realize what this was or started to hear about it anyway. So a few months after that episode aired in October of 2001, a woman named Heidi Hollis, who is a writer and paranormal investigator, released the first known book in the United States on shadow people. But Hollis said in her book, shadow people were actually negative alien entities (gasps) that jumped on people's chests and tried to choke them out. Okay, so I do like that alien angle. It's one of the many theories of what they actually are. So my understanding about what shadow people are, they tend to live on the fringe of people's peripheral vision. Yes. And so you'll see something out of the corner of your eye and then you'll turn it in your head and it's gone. gone. Yep. That I saw that. I read that too. Yep. Yep. People are apparently getting better at picking up on the presence of a shadow person and they can even see them dead on and not for a second or two, but for longer periods of time. They hmm. say that they and I said earlier that sometimes shadow people will have red glowing eyes. That's right. Uh, there are many different theories on what shadow people actually are. Some people think that they are demons because mm-hmm. of the negative experiences that people have with them. Another theory is that they are people who are traveling out of their bodies, either intentionally or while they're dreaming. Oh, I've not heard that theory. Yes, yeah, so that maybe they're just the shadow of a person who's asleep someplace. So it's the shadow of themselves. Right. And they're just traveling Weird. around in the ether at night, I guess. Other people believe that shadow people are time travelers who are just observing our time in our world and not trying to engage with us. Oh, which reminds me, there's this guy on TikTok who's a time traveler and he looks just like the hat man. He's got a wide hat. Really? And, but he looks more like a cowboy than like dressed in a trench coat. So but, he's probably traveled into the future. What's going to happen? Yeah, and like I don't believe in what he's doing, but oh. but <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> I don't believe that. But but if at night 
he's dressed like that, he would look like the hat like man. A, like a shadow, shadowy hat so man. So maybe, maybe he knows that that's how the time travelers really look. Oh, maybe. Um, so maybe these are beings from another dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, and they know how to travel to different dimensions, kind of like time traveling. So we kind of touched on this a bit briefly, I think. Yeah. But I researched from a website called liveabout.com. And they say, quote, and this is kind of a long quote, and I apologize for that. I was going to try to um, condense it down, and then I realized that would be too hard. So I'm just gonna, I'm just going <laughs> to read the whole thing. It's and, too hard. And yeah. if it's too long, then you guys can cut it. It's fine. No, let's hear the quote. The quote says, quote, some theorists say that these dimensions exist parallel and very close to our own, although they're invisible to us. And if there are inhabitants in these other dimensions, it is possible that they have found a way to intrude on our dimension and become at least partially visible. If so, they could very well appear as shadows. It has long been held by psychics and other sensitives that beings on other planes of existence are of different vibrations. Science is beginning to look at reality on a quantum level in the same way that particles of the smallest size exist as vibrations. Perhaps some theorize the vibrations of our existence are beginning to mesh with those of another dimension, which accounts for the increase in such phenomena as ghosts, shadow people, and possibly aliens. End quote. Wouldn't that be freaky if like one day you just wake up and you are half of your room is part of Rome? And like there's some, that would be, there's like soldiers marching through your bedroom and that would be wild. And you're like, oh my god, like I'm in a parallel reality with the past. I hope that never happens to me because I think I would totally freak out. Mm-hmm. So shadow people, they could be aliens, they could be ghosts. Um, it could be part of that sleep paralysis phenomenon that mm-hmm. you had mentioned earlier. But instead of seeing like the old hag, you see a shadow person instead. I definitely think they're observing something because there's too much of that just staring right, going weird. on. It's creepy. There's also an urban legend swirling around on the internet in which it was purported that in 1971, a sleep study from Camden College, wherever the hell that is, took a sampling of people who claimed to be haunted by shadow people in their dreams. The study involved them having the scientists study their brainwaves when they sleep. But apparently something went terribly wrong and all the participants died. Theoretically, they were killed by the shadow people. However, there is no evidence that this study ever happened. I think it's an urban legend that's just floating around the internet, but apparently it sparked a movie about (laughs) shadow people and it was, I don't know. But yeah, so if you guys ever see a movie about shadow people and sleep experiments, I think that's what it probably came from. It's still a scary thing to think about. If it is true and they're, they buried it somehow because it's so awful. They've also connected another famous urban legend to shadow people, and that mm-hmm. is Slender Man. I was going to say, Slender Man is very, very similar. No, you He know, might be a cousin. Yeah, he's a, he's a distant cousin for Some, sure. Something, yeah. So I guess if you ever encounter a shadow person, this is the advice that I read that you're supposed to do. You're supposed to stay calm. Mm-hmm. Don't try to get overwhelmed with fear as that feeds the shadow person. Take some deep breaths and pray or meditate. Good. And ask for spiritual protection. Surround yourself with white light. Fill yourself with love and then tell the shadow person to leave you the fuck alone. Yes. Get the fuck away from me, shadow person. That's right. And if you have a little salt, 
and and you have a closet that you don't like, you can just put salt right in front of the closet. Yeah. Because that's where they like to yeah, fuck those guys. come in and out. It is also recommended that you clear your home by either hiring a professional to do an energy clearing or you're doing your own ceremony. Hmm. So if you find that they're infesting your house, like that one in California, right? maybe you put some 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 kind of spiritual energetic cleansing in there to help get rid of them. I don't know. Those are some good ideas. There you go. And if you've got an experience with a shadow person mm. or the hat man, tell us about it. We would love to hear love about them. Love to hear about that. These are just amazing so stories. Creepy. We've got to get to the bottom of it. There's something going on because there's been too many people who've seen them and they're just I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're a friend or foe. It sounds like a lot of people have some have good experiences, yeah. and there are a lot of people who have not good experiences. And this just brings me to one last question. What's that? Who watches the watchers? <laughs> <laughs> Wake not the dead. Yes. Wake not the shadow people. <laughs> well, that's it for shadow people. I hope you guys yes. have a good night. Have sweet dreams. <laughs> yeah. Keep your With closet the... doors closed. And the lights on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good night. Good night. They have said, <laughs> I wrote this really bad. Oh, he puffed out a big, um, <sighs> having trouble. Yeah. And hikers still report seeing them. Some have claimed to pick up on their, <sighs> as the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. guys be sure to follow us on instagram our handle is at fireside phantoms if you have a spooky story you would like to share with us send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode